Welcome to the AfterBuzz show dedicated to the Netflix animated show, Disenchantment. Queen Una is out of here. Bean's mom shows up, but wait, ain't she dead? And Zog found love again. Or did he? We'll be right back. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. All right, all right, all right. This is Disenchantment, y'all. I've been waiting all week for this, so thank you so much for joining me. Cannot wait to get into it. Yes, we're reviewing two shows at once, part two. Shows three and four, The Very Thing and The Honey Heart is a Hunter. Perfect title for the second show. I absolutely loved it. My overall thoughts about the show, quite honestly, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. My name is Kitty Kaboom. What's up? So glad you guys decided to join me. Honest to goodness, I am. So my overall thoughts on this particular two shows is relief. Relief and relationships, honestly. I felt a lot of relief that despite the fact that Zog tried to kill his daughter on her way coming back, she made it back, y'all. She got back there in one piece along with her homie and homie one and two and her husband and her husband and her father yes he tried to take her life because he thought you know that she had done some bad stuff and turned on him and been a bad daughter when in fact she was trying to do the right thing because the mom hoodwinked them both so she made it back there was a lot of relief with that i was so glad that um not lucy uh elfo came back to life after five months of being dead that's a long time and who knew that the elf could stay mad that long i thought they were happy happy joy joy so he's in the boat giving uh um gosh what is going on with me i cannot remember her name is bean he was giving bean l about having picked his her mother over him and he couldn't believe she did that and how dare she and their best friends i mean come on elfo that's her mom like what are you gonna do? It's your mother, right? And you know, they live in like a fairy tale world. So he probably she probably assumed correctly that she could bring him back. And she did. So the three of them are on this quest. Zog tries to kill them, but not for real. And then they show up on land. She explains herself. So there's a great deal of relief for me that everybody is getting along and figuring it all out. That was dope. I also thought it was dope that Queen Una, who's been underwater all this time, but of course she's an amphibian, so she didn't have a problem with it. She's like, ah, I'm bored. Let me go above. So she rises to the top. She finds a pirate ship. She jumps aboard. And now she takes over. The captain, it appears, we find out later on, of course, is an elf as well. Ah, small world there with the elfdoms. But he ain't coming up out of his quarters. He sequestered himself. So the crew is just like, we don't even know, like we don't have any direction. And that is right up Una's alley because she is loving telling people what to do, bossing folks around and being in charge. So she takes over the boat. She goes back to land. She commandeers it to dreamland, of course, because she has to, you know, get in Zog's face and make a mess, which I'm not even mad at her. Like Una's kind of been through a lot, sort of. Yeah, for a reptile anyway. But she goes back and she says, you know what? Enough of this, Zog. I want a divorce. And surprisingly, Zog says, well, I don't know about that. Okay. He signs the paperwork. Una's like, you know what? This was cute. She kisses her son goodbye, but I'm out of here. She chucks the deuces. She jumps back on her pirate boat and she sails off into the land. I have a feeling we're going to see Una pretty soon. But it wasn't that perfect for her. She kind of needed to, you know, forge her own path. And what better path than to take over for pirates and start kicking butts and taking names later? Remember they had that whole interaction with the other boat? They stole the loot. This She's built for this, all right? She bought that life. 
So it's good to see her do her thing. Una is out of here, at least for now. But what I did think was very surprising was Bean's mom showing up. Huh? Huh? You didn't see that coming. I know you didn't, because I showed it. Bean's mom shows up, but she did, right? It's a spirit. This is the world they live in. Don't you love animation? You can pretty much do anything. Lots of wiggle room. You try to get deep about something, try to get dark, try to get foreboding. And before you know it, they're jumping out of water, slapping each other. <laughs> it's animation. It's the best. Anywho, Bean's mom showing up was quite a little twist and turn. Especially for Bean, because she's like, wait, I thought you were dead. What are you doing here? And so she's giving her these, uh, what shall we say, thoughts to think about. I mean, she's not really telling her anything, right? She's like, oh, look here, and all those cryptic messages and stuff. Bean's, she's not a stupid girl, but she's really not for all the, like, Let's play Jedi mind tricks and stuff. She's like, look, what are you trying to tell me? So she tells her about the music box on her, on her mantle. What mantle? The mantle I bought you when you were a daughter. What daughter? <laughs> She's complete. I need to come to the side of the room more often. Come on, Bean, get it together. So she goes over there to the music box. She opens it and it's this dreadful song that plays over and over. And the mom is holding Bean as she was a child, a baby. And we're still trying to figure it out. Like, I don't know. Still, episode's over. I'm not really sure what that was all about. But lots of cryptic messages involved. Lots of writing on the wall, literally. Because remember when she went to see Zog and they had like a little baby sort of heart to heart. I love their relationship. They're like friends, but still he tells her what to do. You know what I mean? Because she's grown now. Or at least she acts grown. And so what is he going to do with her? She's always out of control. She's always doing what the hell she wants to do. So I kind of like that they have bonding moments here and there. Because it's like he's telling her what to do. She doesn't listen. He yells and screams at her. She does what she wants to do anyway. And then they come full circle. And he's like, oh, Bean, you drive me crazy. She's like, I know, but I love you, Dad. So they make it work. I kind of like that. That little tit for tat kind of zigzag whatever the point is that when she goes to see Zog and they're having this moment he's like you know what I'm over your mom he takes the uh the painting off the wall throws it in the fire and there's a writing on the wall she notices this she takes notes she's like I don't know what this is all about because it's not English so I don't even know if there's like some symbolism maybe Egyptian hieroglyphics what do I know it was something right so she takes note of it and now all of a sudden mom is showing up more often and mom is pointing her in this direction and in, in that direction again the relationship she trusts her mother even though her mother did her so doggone dirty and left her out there by herself tried to have her be in some damn ceremony and take her life or stuff something up her nose who knows what they was about to do but i do know one thing for sure Mama has shown up and Bean is listening it's an interesting relationship they have even in death she respects her mom Gotta love it, right? I did love it. And I'm graciously waiting to find out what these cryptic messages are all about. Can't wait. So that's that. Moving on to the other topics, Zog and Ursula. <laughs> What's that all about? I love that the three-eyed guy, I always forget his name. That is my bad. I will learn his name. But we're going to call him the three-eyed guy for now and you know who I'm talking about. He tries to get Zog to go in and court these young ladies. He's gathered some women together. He's brought them into the great room. He opens the door and graciously accepts that Zog will be appreciative. When in fact, hello, have they met? Zog's like, I don't want, what does he say when he first opens the door? He's like, ah, that's a lot of teeth. I don't even know what that means, but it's pretty damn funny. So he's hilarious. He's like, ah, it's not for me. Matter of fact, I'm going for a walk. I want to be by myself. She takes some time, he goes by himself, he goes in the forest of all places, and he's, you know, hunting, which he's absolutely horrible at. And he looks up and sees a bear 
But this bear turns out to be an actual woman, yo. Who seen it coming? Nobody. That's the joy of animation. <laughs> she comes out of the, the bear suit. She's eating fish raw. I mean, come on. That is like music to Zog's ears, I guess. He is totally turned on. Oh, she's gorgeous. What are you doing here? You're trying to get me with a regular broad here? Come on. I've been married to an amphibian. <laughs> you know I don't like the normal. So the norm is not for him. He clearly is into her. He's like, look, let's hook up. Like, come back with me. I promise you, you're going to love this ride. Brings her back to dreamland. And we already knew. Ursula, she's not for that life. She's not about that. She's not here for it. Bottom line is, this is what she's about. She's a bear, like, in real life. So even if she doesn't really look like a bear, listen, she's not really going to get acclimated to this lifestyle. And I think he knew that going in. But you know how you want something so bad? He tried to cultivate relationships once again with this woman and create a new life for her and maybe expose her to things and thinking that maybe she would come around and be able to fill the shoes of his former queens yeah no she's not the one so of course as soon as she gets there she's eating honey out jars all nasty she she's breaking beds with her tricks in the bedroom feel me they done broke the bed down and some more this bama got scratches all over him and he's loving every minute of it he is really smitten with this young lady like she can do no wrong and she's a big girl so they go through the motions and she tries to you know formulate a i could do this i guess but you know you don't want to be there boo and he knows you don't want to be there. So at one point, he steals her bear costume, tries to run off and decide, you know, if she can't leave if she don't have her fur. And then Bean catches him. It's like, come on, Dad. You can't do that. You can't take the girl fur. You got to give her back. It's the right thing to do. And he realizes that despite the fact that she can, he can tell, she really does like Zog quite a bit. He's in love. And he's trying to bring her into his fold. And she is not there for it because it's not her life. It's not her world, you know? He gives her back her suit. She's like, thanks. But once again, his wife is saying, deuces, I got to go. Which we totally understand, right? Come on now. Now, the in-betweens are what make this show so great. I absolutely love the fact that my producer brought something up, which is in moments like this where Zog is throwing boulders off the side of a mountain or cliff trying to kill his daughter and her friends. Like... A part of that could be really sad and dark and depressing, but it's animation. So, you know, she's not going to die no more than his two little elf. Are they elves? No. What are they? They're little people. The little people that live in like basically like his floor. He killed them, supposedly. He threw a boulder, he smashed them, and what they do? Wash up on shore with the pig. I mean, that's what makes it so great. As soon as you think that it might get into something that kind of tugs at your heartstrings, and maybe it does a little, but it, they always end up back on top because animation cartoons are so cool that way. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool to see that come to fruition. I know I'm all over the place, but I have to say this, I digress. Special segment is coming up. Please don't go anywhere because I want to tell you all about it. This special segment, I mentioned it last week. I'm going to do two characters. It's a very short scene. And don't beat me up. Like, I'm going to do my very best impression, okay? Obviously, as a voiceover actor, I really pride myself on this thing. But I'm not always spot on. So just, you know, have a little tender love and care with me. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Just thought I'd mention, I'm going to do two voices, so get ready for that. And the person that gets it right, time after time every week, you're going to Skype with me, 
and we're going to be co-hosts on the Larry Last Show on the finale. So that'll be hella fun. Okay, back to relationships. My bad. I like the fact that there is such a bond between these three guys, right? There's such an interesting dynamic because Lucy, as we know, is a demon, Lucifer. So every time that he has these moments of, I don't know if it's clarity so much as just like, He's able to, because remember on the boat. Okay, so they're on the boat. They're rowing back. Elfo has an attitude. And Lucy's like, dude, I literally went through hell to bring you back. That says something about Lucy. He don't care about nobody. He bites people and gives them the plague. You know what I mean? This is what he does. He's a bad guy, which is kind of understandable when you're a demon. So to expect that he knows how to soften and come around is pretty cool. I like that about him. I like that about Zog. He really wanted to kill his daughter because he felt like she betrayed him. And what does he do? He softens. He hears her out. He understands. Oh, yeah, I guess your mother was kind of crazy. Yeah, your mother was kind of crazy. Huh? <laughs> that one was decent. I do love the relationships that are fostered through this. And even with the little people, they're not dead. And what do they do? Go right back to dreamland. So the whole interaction with the pirates. Oh, and Slapo. No, that's not his name. Levo. Remember Levo, the elf that happened to be, well, he showed up eventually, right? He was the captain of the ship, and he eventually showed his face, and he really didn't want to be a captain. It really wasn't his thing, so that's why he didn't really take part in the whole I will lead you into greatness. Um, he just kind of showed up at the end and was like, yo, check this out. I don't even want to do this anymore. I'm going to hang out in dreamland. But I do like the fact that Zog and his daughter worked together to kind of finagle him onto their land. Why would he help them? Why would I help you? I don't know you. And Una says you need your ass kicked. I mean, remember, they did attack Dreamland before they decided to come up on shore. So when Slap, I'm sorry, Levo gets there, he's like, all right, these are my demands. I will help you because as an elf, the blood was necessary in order to bring the people back that had been turned to stone. He's like, I only got a little bit of blood, but I will take you to Elfland. I will hold you down. And convince them brothers to come on over here and help, and sisters, to come on over here and help you. But you got to give me all your riches. <laughs> and what Zog say? Sure, you can have all my riches. Knowing that a whole group of bad guys came and took his riches a long time ago. He ain't got nothing to give. But he and his daughter in the relationship that they have, because they're such swindlers, were able to like manifest this whole scenario that had everybody believing that, you know, quid pro quo. But it didn't happen like that. The bottom line is he still got what he needed. Everybody came around. You got to love that. And my one of my favorite lines is remember when they were walking back to Dreamland from the elf town and they're like whistling along and they're so happy because that's what elves do. And Lucy, Lucy looks over at um, Elfo and he's like, uh, I didn't thought you were the cool one. Because, no, what do you say? I, something about you being cool. Basically, like, giving him props and saying, I knew you were the cool one. Or, there you're the cool guy. They're over here whistling. And I just love Elvon's response. He's like, oh, whistling's for losers. I like the hum. <laughs> like, you gotta love the one-liners. It's so well-written. It's very, very clever. They always come up with stuff that sticks in your head and kind of plays out later on if you think about it a little hard. And that's the great part about animation, right? As a real live uh, production, it would be very difficult to bring these nuances to life because they're unbelievable. You know that you can't push boulders off of cliffs in an attempt to kill someone and they just happen to walk wash up on shore completely unscathed. 
So to have these kinds of ups and downs and dramatic ins and outs, only to come back full circle with the same group of people with the same clothes on, same hairdo, living the same life. I mean, that's what makes it so great because you always know that despite what goes on, it'll come full circle. It has to. And it's always a joke involved. So that's the best. That's got to be the best. Wouldn't you agree, sir? I agree. Awesome. So, with that being said, I wanted to um, get into my special segment. Okay, so again, I'm doing my best here. So, it's not going to be spot on, but I hope that you get it. There was a segment, I'm sorry, there was a scene in the show with two characters that are very familiar to everybody. They were interacting, and it went a little something like this. Come on, let's get out of here. You can tell me more about your timeshare idea. Sure, but let me ask you a question. How much did you spend on your last vacation? Huh? Huh? Did you enjoy that? I hope so. And I hope you guessed it because I need you to please log in and tell us who you think it is. And for those of you that get it right, you shall move on to the next round. Something to look forward to. I hope you enjoyed that. I did my very best. And I hope you enjoyed my funky breakdown. The other thing I wanted to mention, too, is that we combined the two shows today as we did last week. But next week, it will be a little lengthier because I'm going to do one show and then I'm going to do another show. So I combined them so we can get into the mix, but I want to get a little deeper with it. So next, next week, we will make sure that we break it down even more. I really appreciate you guys showing up. You are the bomb. Make sure, go on, make sure you go in the comments. Tell me who you think I did. Tell me what you think I need to improve on. Holla at your girl. I appreciate all the feedback. It's all a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for tuning in to After Buzz. This is the show for Disenchantment. I will see you next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.